Welcome, everyone, to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that has spoken. Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hi, podcast. Robin. Hi. And Lorelai. Hello. Woo! We're all here. Yeah. Lorelai is back. We got the band back together. Now we're going to play instruments instead of talk We've about... settled our creative differences. <laughs> For the anniversary tour. Yeah, this is the this is our goodbye tour. No, please keep listening. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please, please, please reach out at Krypton Alderon on Twitter or at Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. I should really start doing the Gmail one first because I always get tripped up with, with the tricky. ads. Too many it's tricky. Ads. There's too many one has ads. One at the beginning, one's in the middle. I know. Just make that a different thing. Be like plus sign Krypton Alderaan at, on Twitter. Hashtag. I was going to say at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where we are. That's where we are. What I've been into this week, I'm going to say a few different things. First off, Lorelai and I, in anticipation of The Rise of Skywalker, watched The Phantom Menace. And we're only like eight episodes into this podcast. But when we started, I was like, here are the Star Wars movies I don't like. And then I started listening to Ken Knapsack's book, and I was like, you know what? It's He's right. It's all good. It's Star Wars. And then we watched The Phantom Menace, and I was like, this is no good. It's almost unwatchable. And it's long. It's super long. It's like two hours and 15 minutes. It is... Too long. It, Too is, long. it is almost incomprehensible, and there is so much objectively not good content in the movie. I mean, this is not a revelation for anybody, but it's just like, in a two-hour and 15-minute long movie, there might be... 15 minutes of good content, which obviously is is not a good ratio. <laughs> Man, this is a tough review. When was the last time you saw it before this time, though? I feel like I watched, I might, you know, I might we watch it every it. year. We watched it like six months well, ago Well, we or something. started it, I think. I don't think we and finished we it. And we both got bored. It's boring. It goes on for too long. And it's like all the Star Wars movies are about the same length. Hmm. But this one just, you get bored because... It's no good. Man. Well, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking. There's, I mean, and this is famously, I think, when George Lucas came out and said that Star Wars was for kids. And it's like, okay, well, this movie is about the Trade Federation and taxes and signing a, what are they trying to get uh, Queen Amidala tra- to taxation sign? Taxation treaty. treaty. And anyway, it's all, part of my point is, you know, what I've been talking about a lot, especially within the past couple of hours with all of you, is that The Clone Wars is just a much better show for this kind of thing than than this movie is. Man, and everyone f- loves Qui-Gon Jinn. And I assume it's because of all the, like, extended stuff that led off from this movie, because he's just a big old jerk in this movie. He does whatever he wants, though. He's just, I mean, he's even a jerk to Obi-Wan. Hmm. And it's its horribly inconsistent. I feel like this is the movie, this is what Star Wars would have been, like the first one, if if George Lucas wasn't kept in check. Like I think we've talked about on this podcast, there, you know, the story is that George Lucas had a draft of Star Wars right. and no one would buy it. Right. And then he went back to the drawing board and might have gotten help from his wife. And then they made... Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is just him off the leash. Like, yeah. he's chewed through 
the leash and he's just running around the streets and this is the this is what his brain produced. Yeah. Which is a bummer that they, they wouldn't let him make this the first time, but that they let him make it this time. So didn't enjoy it. Did not enjoy. What about Lorelai? Did you share the same opinion? I think we share. I don't think Qui-Gon bothers me as much as he bothers Joey. This is the first time I really realized what a jerk he is. Like, it, like, okay, for example, it's and it's just be, it just might be because of the inconsistencies of the movie. It can't keep up with itself. The movie doesn't know what it said five minutes ago. And it com- contradicts itself. But in the in the opening scene of the movie, Obi-Wan's like, I have a bad feeling about this. And Qui-Gon's like, I don't sense anything. And Obi-Wan's like, no, like in a greater, a greater scheme going on. And Qui-Gon's like, you need to stay in the moment. And then like half an hour later, Qui-Gon's like, I sense a greater thing at play here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So if you're looking at it from the dialogue perspective, you're like, like you said, they don't remember what they just said. Exactly. Or yeah. he's just being a jerk to Obi-Wan. I think if you're going to appreciate the prequels, you just don't look at it that closely. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's just more world building, and there's a little bit of the lore. Ignore all the politics. Ignore the wacky characters. Like, ignore mm-hmm. the dialogue. Like That's the movie. The, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's the whole movie. Yeah. Couldn't pull anything positive from it, huh? I pulled a few positive things. There's some good stuff, I think. I mean, the pod racing scene is just total garbage nonsense it's fun for like two minutes it, it goes they on needed for to way win too long and it's money just, or the engine there's a better way that they could have figured that out yeah. you could have just i mean and qui-gon Jin cheats at the dice rolling thing and but okay so qui-gon i, I don't want to go off on a tangent well we, we could talk already like seven minutes super in long about phantom menace you started it <laughs> <laughs> but dude i think the thing that's cool about qui-gon that my older brother rob pointed out to me is he doesn't like give a shit about what the jedi are supposed to do he kind of just like flies by the seat of his yeah, pants. Absolutely. And he's like, I'm going to cheat because we need to win this engine. And, you know, oh, don't tell the queen that we're doing this. And right. I like that about Qui Gon. And then Obi-Wan says, you'd be on the council Counselor. if you just did what they said. And he's like, you want to be on the council, dude? Those guys are lame. They just sit around all day. Haven't uh, you been watching yeah. this movie? They just talk all day. Right. Yeah. There's, I, I agree. But it's just like, I don't know what my point about the pod racing scene is just Sebulba's. Too long. It's just, bomb, 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 and then, phew. But and it birthed, like, bom, 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 bom. one of the best Star Wars video games ever, though. Yeah, so Racer. that's what I was going to I was gonna say that, too. Like, okay, well, the game is better than the movie. But anyway, I have a bunch of other points to make, but I'll just skip to the next thing, and I'll cut it down to two things. So what else I've been into is Jedi Fallen Order. I was playing some Jedi Fallen Order yesterday after it came out, and it does a really good job. It, I mean, it's just specifically set up to build the world. So there's some, like, gameplay stuff that I don't really like. But uh, I'm very interested in the storyline and the expansion of, you know, the canon Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm digging it. I just need to set it to easy and get through it because there's some (laughs) gameplay stuff I don't like. But yeah, it's good. It's it's getting, I hope it doesn't get trapped. Like it's opening up a storyline that was touched upon in, I think, the Clone Wars, not Rebels. I think it was touched on in the Clone Wars and they never went anywhere with it. I'm only a little bit into Jedi Fallen Order I only played yesterday. I'm hoping it expands on that storyline and doesn't sort of end setting up a sequel and doesn't expand on it as well. And I think that the Mandalorian might be following a bit of the same storyline. But we will get to that. Also, (laughs) I said I'd say up front, uh, this should be spoilers for everything, including all of this, what we're into stuff. You just spoiled just the Phantom Menace for say. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. It's no good. <laughs> um, yeah, so spoiler alert going forward. 
Like we're going to talk about what what we're into, and I feel like that may contain some spoilers. And then we're going to talk about the Mandalorian, and we're just not going to hold back. Sure. So, all right, that's it for me. What do you got? Woo! Uh, so I'll go on a completely different tangent, and hopefully not a tangent at all, a different trajectory. But I'll save us some time doing some crazy ranting about nerd stuff. Oh uh, man! This week, <laughs> this week I'm into live music. Huh. Uh, last night we went to see Jimmy Eat World. Uh, no way! In Poughkeepsie. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Huh. And <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good show. And this band, Pronouns, opened up the show. Similar kind of music if you're into them. Pronouns, huh? Yeah. Pronoun, singular. Pronoun. Pronoun. Yeah. And one, they were good. Just one. Yeah. They were three piece with uh, uh, female vocals, guitar, bass, drums. Good stuff. Show with just two bands, like literally just an opener and the headliner. That was and it. Done which by I also 1030. <laughs> done by 1030. So, I mean, if you like Jimmy Eat World, you're probably like, you know, approaching the age where you're not going to be. You don't want to be out too late, even on a Friday night. Yeah. But spoiler alert for anyone that is going to see Jimmy Eat World on this current tour that they're on. They just put out a new album. Dude, I already gave a spoiler alert. Yeah, but so I'm just, I'm reiterating. I'm just <laughs> giving the fans what, what they deserve. <laughs> uh, they came on for their encore, which they didn't like leave the stage. They were like, we're going into our encore right now, which I also appreciated. No yeah. bullshit. Yeah, he said something like, anyway, that was our last song, and this is our encore. We're going <laughs> to assume that you guys want more. So nice. That was so funny. <laughs> but then they went into playing a cover of uh, Andrew W.K. Uh, party hard. Party hard. <laughs> Let's get a party going. Huh. And I just thought that was very, like, out of character. For, I loved it, though. It was awesome. For Jimmy World. The people in front of us were more stoked for that cover song than they were any other. The guy in front of us was <laughs> original song on his phone. <laughs> If someone was looking at memes and, like, watching TV, during the show, the band's in front of you. Can you imagine? No. That infuriates me. Yeah. But what are you going to do? They're very distracting. Yeah. So anyway, I had a professor in college say that if you want to, like, stay sane, you got to go see live music. Like, that's just one thing that you have to go and experience. Yeah. So I'm glad that we went to see them. And that's what I've been into. All right. Cool. Robin! I don't want to get too spoilery with it because you guys haven't seen Friggin' Morning, You're going to have to edit these sound effects out. (laughs) 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 I have not seen the latest episode of Rick and Morty, no. So I don't want to get too spoilery, but um, the new episode of season four came out, first episode, and I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't a huge fan of season three. I feel like they phoned it in just a little bit. But the first episode so far of season four, I was very surprised and very excited about it. I thought they did a really good job. And I think it's not too spoiler to say he they go through different iterations of clones of Rick. And that's kind of like the basis of the episode. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it was hilarious. I really appreciated it. I want to spoil things. <laughs> All right. Do you? I have a question. It's yeah. question time. <laughs> it's not really going to be a question now that I think about it. Blink 12 times. If there is an evil Morty in the episode, she's not blinking at all. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> so there's one line of dialogue that I think is maybe not spoilery, but it's 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 what sums up what they're going to do with the rest of the series or this season. They're like, we're just going to do whatever adventures we like, you know, like whatever it is. It doesn't doesn't really matter. You know, sometimes we can go to space or or maybe we could just go see a movie or yeah. uh, Morty's like given this kind of tangent. That was my Morty impression. This is a good one. But they're Are clearly you going to make work- it sound more like Morty in post? <laughs> yeah, I'll pitch it, pitch it up, up or down, depending on how much I nailed it. Uh, you could tell that they were like, crap, we have to do a new season and it's going to be hard to appease people and people are expecting things. Well, they're only the doing four episodes, right? Five, like, right. Five. They're doing five episodes and now and they're break. finishing this. But they're, but they're, they have like, 
70 episodes. They're renewed for like 70 oh, episodes really? or something. Really? Huh. So it's like seven more seasons of Rick and Morty that they're renewed for. So by the time we're 70, we'll be getting the final <laughs> season. That's funny. It's, this is like the longest in they between. They opened it up with that. They're like, it's been 700 days since a new episode. It's insane. It's yeah. been a very long, but I've, they have a very high standard to live up to. You can't let the fans I think out. it was good and they gave a wink and a nod to, to like, obviously they were like writing things and they had troubles or something, creative differences and they kind of addressed that within like the meta yeah. nature of the show and I think it was well conceived. Sometime around when the episode came out, I was scrolling through Instagram and went to Dan Harmon's page. Man, it must have been from a while ago. I'm assuming they were writing season four. And there was just like a cardboard box. And it says like beeline stories or something like that. And then it's just like folded up post-it notes. And it's just like pretty shitty ideas that you definitely don't want to make the main plot of an episode. But like (laughs) you will throw it in there because (laughs) it's still funny, but it's also kind of garbage. And there's like several posts where people are just like pulling shitty plot lines out of a cardboard box. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm excited about that because a lot of them were funny. That they were showing. The way they phrase it in the episode, they're like, we're just going to fucking make a TV show yeah, and just kinda, deal with it. They're kind of saying to the fans, like, listen, watch or don't. Right. We're going to do whatever we want. Dude, I mean, look at this Star Wars stuff. It's hard to create, like, a linear line that is just perfect and never, you know, wavers from what one person wants when there are millions of people watching the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. I'm pleasantly surprised. There's a lo- I like a lot of stuff in season three. Like, I know there's some not good stuff, but I think that Evil Morty episode where he's like elected at the Citadel Mm -hmm. is my favorite Rick and Morty episode. Really? Yeah. I love that episode. And it doesn't even, it doesn't even have either of the mainline characters in it. It's so good though. It's just so good. You like it. Let's do a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Deal. Lorelai, on to you. Yay. What are you into? What have you been into the past four to five episodes? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was just thinking about that because I do. was like, oh, what am I into this week? Really? What am I into like the last two months? Yeah. Um, one thing I've been into, okay, I have two things. First thing was Joey's birthday. Mm. Yay! Woo-hoo. We threw a big party. It was fire festival themed. It was a good time. What? I, Where did the fire festival theme come from? I, I that wasn't explained to me. I didn't didn't read that crawl. I had never seen it. <laughs> we still so, haven't seen the. No, I don't the know. Someone thing. just said it, and and we were like, that would be a great theme for a party. We shared. I share a birthday with our roommate. Chloe, Chloe was watching it. That's what it was. She was watching the documentary, the Netflix. She one. had seen it, so I don't think I think someone said to do it, and then she thought it was a good idea, and everybody yeah. else who had seen it thought it was a good idea. It was um, fun. But it was, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. We made grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. There were wristbands for entry. We did not charge people a lot of money. We didn't we charge did, people any money, actually. We did pick their pockets when, <laughs> while they were there and yeah. drunk. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I've been into recently is Queer Eye in Japan. We've all been watching. We watch Queer Eye all together <laughs> mm-hmm. as our me and Joey and Chloe, our roommate. And it's pretty fun. They, this is the first time they've gone international. <laughs> Do you guys watch Queer Eye? No. Um, it's a very good it's, show. It's yeah, very it's heartwarming. Great. and What do they do on the show? So it's, I thought it was like they fix people's fashion. And, and well, that's, so that's like the old show yeah. format, right? Where it was in the mid-2000s. They had this Got show it. where it was like a bunch of gay guys making over a straight guy. Right. And it was just like kind of boring Mm -hmm. 
Um, but now they, it's not just straight men that they make over and it's much more about like helping them like find their way in life and not just being like, your clothes are ugly. Yeah. Um, it's like getting people out of ruts and, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, being in Japan has been interesting. There's like some parts where I feel like they're being a little bit insensitive. Like there's this one scene where they're talking to this woman and her mom has like hardly ever says I love you and the mom explains like oh well it's just not really in our culture to say that and would like be embarrassing for her too mm. and they're like tell your daughter that you love her and it's yeah. like who are you to say like what they should be do- anyway yeah but it's good yeah it's heartwarming yeah always it's a good show it's a good heartwarming show it's nice to watch nice television every once in a while yeah I, you have to have changes of pace mm-hmm. yeah yep it gets a little clunky, I feel like, with the, uh, there's obviously a translator that they cut out. So yeah. it's like someone speaking Japanese uh, yeah, yeah. and them smiling and nodding, but you know that they don't they understand don't what that person's yeah. saying and then them speaking English and vice versa. But yeah, it's good. It's all good. Sweet. Yep. You guys ever watch those Conan Conan uh, on borders or Conan... Without borders? Conan without borders. Uh, no. Yeah. no. You ever watch those? Mm-mm. Conan like will travel to some random country depending on whatever's going on in news slash politics and do like a show from that country and like try to touch base with the natives and shed some light on... Uh, lifestyles you wouldn't like normally know about. Like he went to Haiti after mm-hmm. Trump was like, those shithole countries. Oh, yeah. He's like, Haiti's a shithole. So Conan went there and was like, do you guys think you hear what he said about you guys? And like showed actual Haitian people doing their thing and shed some light on that. He went to Greenland. When, when Trump uh, tried to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He just goes to a country that Trump says in a sentence and then. Well, those are two examples. There's others. <laughs> that, that one was really good though because he was walking around and he's like, uh, I'm here to buy your country on behalf of America. President Trump sent me. How much do you want? It, it's so funny. I love Conan. But it's like, it shows you these other cultures that you don't normally know. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I think he took his assistant to Armenia. She's Armenian mm-hmm. and he took her. Was that one of those? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. I watched a clip of it, but I didn't watch that. I read the headlines. It's I think her typical yeah. Krypton to Alderaan. But it's so funny you take these like American pop culture things and like we're going to go to another country <laughs> and that adds like a total different spin to yeah. whatever it is. I think he's doing a new one soon. I got an well, email the other day. They were talking about it on the Conan podcast where they were like, we went to a country and we were going to do all this stuff but then Trump said he was going to buy Greenland we're like we have to go to Greenland so they like tabled the one that they were working on to fast track this like political thing that was only going to be relevant for like for one like week. week yeah yeah, well, yeah like that. I think it's on Netflix doing. some of them I think so Mm. Mm. Anyway, good stuff. That's the second thing that I'm into. <laughs> we want to go around again. I really like the Conan again? podcast. Yeah, let's go around again. It's good. Anyway, I'll cut this part. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's jump into the meat and potatoes here. The Mandalorian premiered. The Mandalorian. So let's start off this by saying let's maybe apologize for spreading misinformation. In a previous episode? About The Mandalorian? About yeah. how many episodes would be released on yeah. November the 12th. I don't think that was misinformation. I think a lot of people were confused as what the schedule was going to be. All right, well. Yeah, and I was definitely disappointed. I was hoping to watch, like, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Judge, by the end of the first one, I would have watched all of them in one right. sitting. But it's okay. Yeah. Sorry if we screwed up your Tuesday <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get right into it. Should we start at the beginning? I feel like the beginning is a good place Let's, to start. Yeah, okay, so we could, there's been two episodes so far yes. as of recording this episode of right. our podcast. 
and then the next time to. we record episodes three and four will right. be out, and we'll talk about right. them then. So let's we not can't talk about them now. Right. So let's try not to jump ahead. Let, let's try to talk about it chronologically. Yeah, because we could go off like anyway. So, so the second episode ends with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so... No crawl. No crawl. Just whatever but, that, like, 3D thing. Yeah, the weird 3D thing. I mean, it's fine. Is that their new... I guess that's, like, the Marvel intro. Yeah. yeah. All right, so it starts with the Mandalorian going into that saloon. Right. Mandalorian walks into a bar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that one. <laughs> I just came up with that. That's so good. <laughs> And, like, he interrupts these guys who just want the glands of this other guy. <laughs> okay. So they just want to take That's a really bath of meat. Sure. With his glands. Let's pause on that guy. I don't, <laughs> the glands they didn't give guy. that guy a name, the fish guy. Yeah. I did not like the fish guy. Well, I'm not sure. Especially because immediately gets... I, he was just wacky. He was too zany. Yeah. Maybe that's them saying... Maybe that's John Favreau saying, Hey, wacky, zany, Star Wars. Nope. Carbonite. You know? I'm, okay, yeah. I'm glad that he didn't have more of a role in yeah. it that they kind of tie him nah. up. But he was just, his dialogue and the, the way he just looked, it, that mm-hmm. was a little weird for me. I, I kind of wish he was just a human or a nemoidian or any anything else. He was, he was wacky. All right, so it turns out that the fish guy with the glands is the Mandalorian's bounty, and he puts it in carbonite, which... Again, I, we, I think we touched on this last time, but I think it's very interesting that, like, Darth Vader invented this now used... Why don't they make the carbonite, like, three inches thicker so you don't have to see their faces? <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe yeah. that's the point. That's how you keep track of who's who. Well, right? we do have a well, it's obviously meant for something else. <laughs> on the side, they're like, yep, that's him, all right. Right. But no, that's, I think it's so cool that he's got a mobile carbonite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets his bounty. Drops the bounties off. You meet Carl Weathers, can't pay him. Right. Pays him in in calamari. Yeah. Fried calamari. Some marinara sauce on the side. Mon Mon calamari. Yeah. What I thought was interesting, I'd have to go back and watch the trailers, but I thought he was in like, in some of the trailers, like Mandalorian armor. So they either put that in the trailers and he gets it later. Yeah. Or they put it in the trailers to make us think he has Mandalorian armor, but he doesn't. Well, the Warner Herzog or whatever character told them... That if you brought the bounty back, there'd be more of right, that exactly. metal for him. But so I don't he think he's going to bring that back. bounty back. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. He gets the armor at some point, like you said, that's in other like trailer content that like he's got or, a whole suit. Or they did that like it was a, like a classic Star Wars trailer thing where they put it in and it was he's a mystery. Bring the bounty back and get the armor. They've I already set up the armor. Cool thing. Bounty. Back. So, but that's what happens next. He drops his bounty off. He gets the Beskar steel or whatever. That they keep in like nuggets. And then he's gonna go to. And then he's gonna save the bounty back. Back. Uh, he can't you're, drop the bounty off. You're jumping I, ahead. All right. One story plot at a time. So you crazy. But bastard. he does. He does buy a piece of armor with that Mon Calamari money. And, but the then the lady is thing. like, the excess will sponsor the foundlings. Like they didn't use the whole piece of steel to well, melt maybe there's his like byproduct thing. from the forging of mm. it that they're like deriving. Yeah other elements from it or something. Or, you know, you just, you're making, you know what piece of armor you're going to make out of this thing and there's not enough to make another piece of armor so it goes to yeah. a foundling, yeah. which is apparently a Mandalorian orphan. Is that what we think? That's yeah. my interpretation. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Because like, he was like, I was a foundling too. Yeah, it looks like the Empire was attacking his family and they put him in a ship and sent him to Earth. Well, and then the planet exploded. Yeah, I like that there is... The Kents. That backstory is kind of <laughs> cool. I was a little disoriented <laughs> though when they were like smelting the armor and then they kept like flashing back like he was like... Since you can't see his face, they have to like 
have him emote in other ways. And in that scene, he's flashing back to his childhood after saying, like, other foundlings will be sponsored, yay. So they, like, strike the hammer. It flashes back dramatically. You can't see his face, but you're you're supposed to think that he's, like, being, he's tortured by his childhood, I guess. Yeah. That's what that was telling me, at least. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I think that that will play a role in him not bringing that bounty to Werner Herzog. Okay, I thought he got the piece of metal thing from the second guy. Yeah, he, he did. did, but he that's did. not what was... Oh, did he smelt that he, down? Is that what he smelt? Yeah, so he, he got like went credit. to the right, next you're right, guy all right, and he got right. the metal thingy. Then so he what did, that was like a prepayment for the other job. That was like, he was like, there's more where this came from, yeah, basically. Yeah. What did he buy with the Mon Calamari money? I don't... He, he used he it gave at some it. point. No, he, I think he gave, he gave it, to it to the Mandalorian right, I tribe. I fucked it all up. Who made that? See, I that's why I was like, up. they were like, the excess will sponsor foundlings. I assumed it was like, I have metal. Can you make my metal the thing? Yeah. Maybe you have to pay them to smelt. Yeah. To Sorry, I got the timeline wrong, but you're right. Has Beskar steel been mentioned in other things? I've never heard of it before. It might. I'm, I'm rewatching the Clone Wars animated TV show. It might come up in there because there's a lot of Obviously, Mandalorian stuff. None of the Mandalorians are ever wearing their helmets, though, in the Clone Wars TV show. So I don't know. But anyway, it might uh, it might come up in that. I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's like adamantium. It's a special thing, and they really value it. And they're like, it's ours. You know, it's like our resource. Right. The Empire has it. It's kind of cool. Maybe he just steals the rest of it. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe he is doing other bounty stuff on the side and gets paid. Other people have it. Or maybe he starts stealing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But okay, since I got it wrong, what go what's the next? Oh, well, so, so gets- let's so let's back up because I skipped ahead. <laughs> so he goes and he meets with Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog is like, I have a couple of like shitty bounties for you if you want them. And no, he's like, Carl, that was Carl Weathers. Weathers. Oh, it was? Yes. See, we're we're confused. We should have watched it again. Carl Weathers and then, but Carl Weathers points him to Werner Herzog. He's he like, there is one bounty, but it's not on a puck or whatever. A bounty yeah. puck. <laughs> <laughs> the stormtroopers looked rough. Yeah, I was wondering that. Like, it's like polish your armor. What the you fuck? You don't think they like rinse off? Like, yeah. It's got to be made of some easily washable material, right? God, a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> I did um, not notice. Well, they're just really dirty. I also wouldn't be intimidated by them. Like, that's another cool thing about the Mandalorian is, like, again, you can't see his face, so everything has to be within his, like, motions. I'm surprised how much emotion they do convey with him just having a helmet. But I love the stormtroopers are like, we got you. And he's like, four against one. I I like those odds, yeah. (laughs) Stormtroopers. So he meets with Werner Herzog's character and then a scientist. So when they're pointing their guns at each other, the scientist comes out, right? He's the one who wants the bounty for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to speculate on that once we get past sure. the sure, spoiler sure. of what sure. the bounty is. But it was really interesting because we watched it with a couple of friends of ours, one who knows Star Wars and one who does not. And the one who does know Star Wars said something along the lines of maybe he wants the bounty for good reasons to study it for good because not everybody who was in the Empire was evil, which I think is true. I would guess the science people probably are not necessarily evil. But, but so I, I think it, it's not true. It's not true that everyone in the Empire was, <laughs> was evil like, and they brainwashed a lot of people yeah. and they convinced everyone that the Jedi were traitors right. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I think if you stay loyal to the Empire after the destruction of it, you might be evil. So then what? Then he gets the armor. He gets the thing and he goes off to whatever this other unnamed. See, they don't name these planets and maybe they, they do, but that's. I don't know where we are. Yeah. We were on an ice planet, and then we went to his home planet or whatever, the bounty planet. How many planets have Jawas? (laughs) 
<laughs> getting way too ahead. <laughs> and, but he goes to some other desert planet yeah. to look for this bounty. Right. And he meets. And he runs into. We should really know the characters' names. Another character. <laughs> I have spoken. But again, I don't think they really, they don't name these planets. They don't name the characters. They so don't, yes, but we the can learn do who have, these are, but yeah. they don't say it in the show. So I don't think it's a, it's a big deal. The guy that looks like a pig. Right. Played by Nick Nolte. Right. I have spoken. Yeah. That guy. That guy. Writing the glurbs. The blurgs. Blurgs. What'd you guys think about him? I like him. Lorelai? He's a fun character. I thought he was good. I think it's funny. He's Kooky. like. I like how he's like, I've tried to help so many people what you're about to to do what you're about to do, and all of them have died. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to help you anyway. Yeah, he had a good heart. Robin. I, I did not like him. I could do without him constantly saying, I have spoken. They kind of want to make that a thing, but yeah. it's a good line, though. If he says it, like, once or twice. It's a classic, he it like, a I'm, in the one episode. Yeah, he says it maybe two yeah. to three. Like, if he just said it once, that still would have been great. And then if he says it, like, once every episode, you know what I mean? Yeah. At, like, pivotal moments. But it's a great, like, farmer, you know, like, nope, sun's going down. We gotta, we're gonna pack it in for tonight. Like, it just seemed like, this is what we're gonna do, Period. I'm going to turn this car around. It turn might be how the around. race speaks. Like, <laughs> like Yoda speaks weird and might just be how they speak when they're like, yeah, yeah this is obviously what's going to happen. I've spoken. Right. Um, well, I actually, wait, wait, like, I have one more thing about him. Yeah. His lip sync is weird. It he is must be weird a puppet, trying to I keep up. You have to not watch his mouth because yeah. it doesn't look right. He it's looks like, cool, but when he speaks, it's not doesn't translate. It also seems maybe a little animatronic. Like there might be some moving parts in there that, that make it. His yeah. mouth, like his chin goes up and down, but his lips don't like match the sounds that he's making. Yeah. His, his lips are kind of separate, right? He's got these folds like this. Yeah. <laughs> I folded I like my lips. You're making those folds into the microphone. Like maybe people can see them. I wanted them. people to hear the gross noises that probably come from that maneuver. Uh, I also really like that he's he has knowledge. The idea, he I knows mean, some stuff. the premises that he has now. He knows about the Mandalorians. Like this could be our view. If he sticks around, this could be our sort of insight into the Mandalorians as a people. Yeah. Like, he could teach the viewer about the Mandalorians. Yeah. I was hoping he'd be recurring. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. But yeah. Maybe, yeah, I liked him because maybe it'll be. That sold me in one of the other short previews that Star Wars posted on like Facebook or Instagram. And it was like his line, I've never met a Mandalorian before. And I was like, that is the tagline for this show like no one's met a mandalorian unless you're a nerd and you watch all clone wars you know like hmm. yeah nobody else knows mandalorian like russ is watching mandalorian and he asked me he's like what's the deal with mandalorians I'm like it's a whole planet like, people Warriors. are still, everyone's being introduced to like this not just the character of the mandalorian but like all the mandalorian sure. history which is seems like they'll go into in the show but that one line of dialogue i was like oh i'm really in yeah i uh now no. no one's ever met a Mandalorian. And this guy was like, I haven't. I see you here. And he's like, you guys have a reputation. You ride crazy animals and you collect bounties. You kick ass and take eggs. <laughs> You're getting way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you say what happens next. Uh, Let's go around the room. So, well, so he he meets I've Spoken Guy. Yep. And he's like, I'm going. I'm looking for this thing. And he's like, no, they're over there. Those people are over there. Those like bad guys. I don't, I don't like those guys. But everyone that's gone over there dies. He's like, you won't make it there without your blurg. And then they have a little blurg training session. I really like that scene. Continuing on with the Western theme. It's like, oh, you have to tame the stallion in order to ride to the whatever. I like it's that like, scene, though. Why didn't he just very fly like, over there? He has a freaking spaceship. 
<laughs> You'll never get there without a blurg. And he's like, why can't we take a land speeder? Nope, blurg only. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken. Uh, but I really like that scene where he's like, your ancestors are the Mandalorians. They were the first to ride the yeah. whatever. And then he has like a very Hidalgo moment with the blurg. The Hidalgo or Crocodile Dundee, horse one of the whisper. two. Maybe Horse Whisper. He's like, be calm. And then he can get Calm out. yourself. I think uh, the whole point of that was to help build more of the backstory where they're like, your people are like badass. Like, why can't you do this? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. You're the fact checker. You can I can't she, pronounce she those she names. Facts. Yeah. Okay. I, so I let's take some, a, some a break names. from Blurg training session. <laughs> Carl Weathers plays Grief Karga. Uh-huh. Said you were coming. Uh, Grief Karga is Carl Weathers' character. Werner Herzog is the client. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think oh, they ever named him. Yeah, I think they're saving name. that for a reveal. It's going to be like someone known. Yeah. And then. Omid Abtahi. I don't know how to say his name. That's the Dr. Pershing. I assume that's the scientist yeah. guy. Uh, Nick Nolte as Quill, as an Ugnot moisture farmer. There yeah, you the Ugnots. Ugnot. Ugnot. Huh. Let me click on it. Ugnot, the race of workers and scavengers that appear in Empire Strikes Back. He's one of those pig people. <laughs> He's one of them. Bringing it all back. All right. And then Taika Waititi is IG-11. Okay, so we're not that far yet. No. All right. I forgot those names. Anyway. Just now. Doesn't Just matter. Immediately, yeah, we don't meet any of those people <laughs> again throughout the episode, so don't matter. So they're on the Blurg. He does the Blurg training session. Mandalorians ride a great mythical creature. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to do it. Taruk Maktau. Learns how to ride the Blurg. Whatever. From Avatar. And then they go. He takes him to the place. Yeah, well, he doesn't take him all the way there. He's he gets like, him pretty close. There's there. Oh, I did and like I, he peers over the encampment of all the bad guys, and it, it's very reminiscent of A New Hope when they look over Moss Eisley. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, what's that? And Obi-Wan does the scum and villainy. Yeah. Uh, it looked a lot like that scene. Yeah, I think there's some homages. Yeah. And then you get to the best part of the episode, in my humble. The fight. Where mm-hmm. you meet IG-11, yeah. and they have a shootout. Yeah. Where they like probably the, got all of, you know, the non-Star Wars-y fans interested with some actual action. Because yeah. it was pretty slow up to that point. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't bored at any point. I was, like, really into it the whole time and not having any idea of where it was going to go. Yeah, he gets there, and he and IG-11 start fighting, and then they decide to fight together against what are, I believe, pirates. Like, in the Star Wars universe, in the Clone Wars animated TV show, and then again in Rebels, this group of pirates shows up, and it's that species, I believe, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. And so I'm really interested in how they got the bounty to begin with. I hope that that's something that's like, t- uh, like why would they know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there. But we'll talk more. Obviously, we're going to get there. Does anybody else want to? Yeah, you guys chime in yeah. about IG-11 in the, the shootout. Robin, IG-11, do your you favorite, love him? You do you hate character? him? Like, I Should I get not. you the pop uh, for Christmas? No. no. Why didn't you like him? <laughs> you were so also, excited. Like Taika. Taika Pretty sure he'll be back. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy that his go-to was like entering self-destruct mode. And he's like, no, was, stop self-destructing. It's very Bender. I really, yeah. really like that. Like that was a little bit of comedy in the episode that yeah. I really enjoyed. I like that. Yeah. The, the rest of that scene, I wasn't. You didn't think he was badass? His movements and stuff? It was like, yeah. Yeah. that is an assassin droid. He can just like droid. around <laughs> and shoot at the same time. They motion captured him or whatever. Like the way he moved was perfect where you're like, oh my God. Like if I saw one of those droids, you're like, you're in for trouble. Like everything was like, I'm laser focused. Pew, 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 pew. I don't miss. I'm a robot. Yeah. Why would they ever miss? Yeah, I liked it. No? No. Not for you? What do you think? I thought it was great. Yeah. I also think that was probably my favorite part of the episode was their little dynamic where he was like, oh shoot, this droid like messed up 
everything. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to work with him and share the bounty. Yeah. It's also interesting because at the beginning of the episode, that land speeder comes and he's like, no droids, no droids. And they're oh, like, ah, yeah. he's fine. The droid will drive you fine. And he doesn't like droids for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And it seems like people are speculating it's because of the Clone Wars. Like he doesn't like battle droids. And right. Whatnot. I like wonder if that's what's messed his home up. Maybe. his home. Yeah. So, which would fit with the timeline-ish. Yeah. And then he meets that droid and he's like, ah, droids. And then he's like, you're not so bad. Mm-hmm. Right. But then. So anyway, he gets on a big ass gun and they break into a building. Man, that, I really like that scene where he like runs and jumps and spins the gun around and shoots all the guys. Yeah. And he's like, you go cover fire. And like the IG-11 gets shot a couple times, yeah. like covering for him. He he's, r- him he's like a fearless robot. It's great. You know? So yeah, then they, they get into where the bounty is. And he's had this little tracker the whole time that's pointing him how to where... How do trackers work? I don't know. Robin Dude. said it's DNA. Because it's not like... But how would they... The bounties don't have, like, a GPS why would yeah. chips Yeah, why would you have a tracker on you if yeah. you're being, you know, on the run? My guess how is some kind of... How would they have gotten this DNA? None of that makes sense. I think it's some kind of, like, biological thing, though, where they're, it like, based be. on these components, this is probably... But like, no one knows... Is. The tracker's pointing to this white hovering, I don't know, what's it, the size of uh, something? Cradle? <laughs> A bassinet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they open it up, and then I was like, I think I know what's inside. Yeah, they, they designed it perfectly to be like, it looks kind of like this other character. Yeah, yeah, and so what we see inside... And, okay, so... What did we know about... We knew that it was 50 years, that the bounty was 50 years old. Right. And so that was a big part of the, like, that's all Right, so they're expecting to find an old somebody. And it's a little baby Yoda. Yeah, people keep calling it baby Yoda, and people are, like, they didn't tell you the timeline. There was no crawl. It's not 10 years after the Battle of Endor. It's five years after the Fall of the Empire. But they don't tell you that. And so, like, Russ was like, oh, it's baby Yoda. And, like, they don't know. It's like, ah, damn Star Wars doing this inside baseball again. There's nothing at the beginning of the episode. I mean, there's says, nothing that, there's no text that says it, but I feel like there was dialogue. Maybe not. Dude, this is a problem with Star Wars that they have to do a damn crawl for everything. And I saw a great YouTube video that was like, when you play every Star Wars video game, there's a crawl at the beginning. And every for Jedi Order. other freaking thing in the Star Wars universe gets a crawl, but not Rogue One, not really Solo, and not this TV show. Just tell us in a paragraph what the fuck is going on. And that way, casual fans will be like, okay, I, can, I, know, I get it. I know that I saw somewhere that it's five years, whether it was in the description on Disney Plus itself or yeah. whether someone no, we said know, it. We know that. But Baby Yoda shows up and everyone's calling it Baby Yoda. Also, the stormtroopers are really rugged. and I don't know. I mean, yes, but also it's Baby Yoda that's 50 years old. It's a Baby it's Yoda baby thing, Which no one knows Yoda. anything. Up until now, there's no lore about Yoda's species. No one knows what the species name no, is. There's no name. There's no homeworld. There's no nothing. But there no is nothing. a second Yoda species in there's your the, favorite Star Wars yes. episode one, the Phantom Yabba Menace. or Yada. Yaddle. Yaddle. A female Yoda species. Yes. So you Yaddle. think that they did it as old and now they're babies There's Yoda, 50 years Yaddle, old? Yoda, Yaddle, and something else with a Y? Yavin know. 4. They just turn into planets. Yoda Jr. Older. Anyway, so there's this baby Yoda. Well, now I'm going to make another point real quick. There's not, like I said, there's like nothing known, which two things. I This show even aside from that, says that great, fresh 
new Star Wars content can be made. Outside of the main storyline, I thought it was great. That's my my review of the first episode was that it was great. And they can make new canon with this, which is like, I think, incredible. Like, it's very interesting. Obviously, Yoda's very, one of the most interesting characters. And I think somewhere, for some reason, I either remember Yoda saying it or reading it somewhere, whether it was a book or a comic book, that they are an exceptionally force-sensitive race. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that, does anybody have a recollection of that? It sounds familiar, but I can't confirm, but yeah. it obviously makes sense. All right. Anyway, so, touch back. so there's a baby Yoda there. And then IG-11 is like, I'm going to terminate. And he's like, no, no, no. They pay more if you don't terminate. And he's like, my job was to terminate. And then uh, they pan to the Mandalorian's helmet. You can't see his damn emotions. I love that, though. But then you hear a blaster shot. You don't see anything. And then they show IG-11 on the ground. Yeah. They're doing a lot of good character building, I think, with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Without seeing his damn face. But you're like, I get it. He's not going to kill a kid. Well, maybe he wants the higher bounty anyway. I don't think so. I think he was like, this is too cool to let... Something else is going on here. Yeah, there's he something knows, else going on. Because well, they said so, nobody knows about this. Yeah. This is yeah. supposed to be a secret. There's uh, there's just so much to talk about even at the end of the first episode. But the Mandalorian says he was a foundling. He's an orphan. Nick Nolte's character says, I've never met a Mandalorian before. Like, Mandalorians are season seemingly rare, mm-hmm. according to this episode. Right. And he finds this baby Yoda that he's maybe heard of but has also never seen that's seemingly an orphan. I think it's connecting. I think mm-hmm. there's a connection. Yeah. I don't think he's going to bring him in for the bounty. And they had their little moment where he, yeah, like, he touches, touches his, his little finger. And Go with your line. I don't remember what I said. You were like, Yoda, phone home. <laughs> well, you said also. I said E.T. phone home. So... That, okay, so we're cool. It's cool. Uh, that was a really amazingly designed cliffhanger for a first episode and so cool that the, the next episode wasn't too long afterwards. Like the Disney machine. They definitely did that on purpose. Disney machine is in high freaking gear. Yeah. I don't know if that, is that concocted though? Or was it like, no, like you said, new canon. Is this a good story to tell with this new Yoda species in here shaking things up? Or is that a ploy because he's cute and cuddly and everyone knows Yoda and people will just talk about it? Is that storyline going to pay off and build the canon for better? Or is it a porg? You know what I mean? No. Well, I do know what you mean. But I think that someone like Favreau comes in with an idea. These people, this is just my feeling, I guess, but some people come in to write Star Wars as fans and have an idea. Like, it would be like if any one of us, maybe, went to Star Wars, went to Disney and said, I have an idea for a movie. My personal one would be a clone movie, a post-Order 66 clone movie. Anyway, it would be like us going to them and pitching a movie. So I think that there was an idea there for what that species is and flushing that out because no one's attempt. Maybe there's some sort of legend expanded universe stuff. I don't, but I don't know if there's anything. There's like nothing. I tried to research it. There's like nothing. I think that's George Lucas's like, no, you don't get to know about Yoda. He's yeah. just awesome. So maybe they've now got permission. Maybe the story was the story that they pitched was good enough to be given permission to do this with. Either that or it's just a giant F you to George Lucas. Like we don't it care. It could be both. 
I mean, I'm not opposed to giving him that after sitting through the Phantom Menace, I'm not opposed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I think it might expand the canon, but it's, it's a little bit like, what's the best thing we could do to leave people on a cliffhanger that will like make people shit their pants, tweet about it. I saw so many tweets about it. So that's, but that's like spoilery. I don't like that. Like and I've that's had way to, too spoilery, yeah. but it's the best headline. <laughs> like, can you believe what was at the end of the episode? It was another Yoda. What, what else could it ever be? You know, right. There's nothing that enticing. How did you both feel at the ending of the first episode? I'm going to go to Robin because I think she's going to disagree with us. Uh, um, I like baby Yoda as a character because I think he's like a, he almost kind of reminds me of how I feel about BB-8. I think he's like a tiny little badass and he seems like he's going to like potentially be the hero, be the hero of the entire show. Uh-huh. Um, but seeing it at the very end of the first episode, my immediate thought was like, that's, that was so they're, easy. They're playing you, on your nostalgia. You had to go well, there. You couldn't have gone the entire episode without referencing. They could have just not revealed it like lost before you know it's uh, locked, you know, in the coffin. Or they could have just had the finger. They probably didn't need to show his face. They probably or they could have they sold us yeah. on. They sold us on buying this streaming service, though. It was kind of be like, they got to give us something it at the been, end of the episode. I think it would have been cooler if they had ended the episode where like the egg or whatever is like unlocking and then it just like went to the credits and yeah. you're like what's in the little what's egg in thing? the box you still, yeah. you still want to know either way yeah. yeah but having the yoda there gives it a little bit more of like talking point i think yeah, yeah and it gives anybody who doesn't know or care about the mandalorian a reason to watch yeah. right like you know we Another were watching with a thing. friend who like one who knew Star Wars pretty well and one who didn't. And it was just like, but what's the Mandalorian? Who, like, didn't know that, mm-hmm, oh, right. it's another planet. It's another, mm-hmm. like, sort of yeah, story that we don't really know haven't about. Haven't explained it yet in But, the like, show. everybody knows who Yoda is. Right. Like, so, let's just Yoda, give them, he was a Jedi yeah. Master. Yeah, let's like, just give them names from now on. We'll use pseudonyms. Let's just call them Rachel and Greg. <laughs> so we'll say that, <laughs> we'll say that Greg example. was the one who knew about Star Wars and Rachel wasn't. That's <laughs> true. And so... She knows who Yoda is, so it was appealing to her. I hope so. Anyway, Rachel, if you're listening and if that is your real name, <laughs> uh, tweet at us and let us know what you thought of the end of the first episode oh of Mandalorian, gosh. even though two or four of us were with you. <laughs> I wanted to see another episode immediately. immediately yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I we did had to wait think three days. It, it was wicked. <laughs> my my full review of the the episode. It was shorter than I wanted, but it was just enough that I wasn't bored of it. And they didn't do anything to screw it up as well. It was like the it was a good amount of time, mm-hmm. even though I was like, please be all day long. Yeah, you know. Uh, but they left it off at the cliffhanger. Like I'm. I'm ready for the next one. Right. Word. All right. Let's, also, wanna... also, rest in peace, Salacious B. Crumbs, cousin, who was Those roasting on a so stick. gross. What are they called? They're Salacious just... B. Crumbs. That Is was that so sad. Is that the species sad. name? I, I think no. that's the character name. Yeah, that's but... the character's name. Anyway, the whatever that name species is. Something, is. Uh, that was just, sad that there was one roasted it. and then there was one in a cage and he was like, ah! They're gross. You didn't feel for him though? No. Kowaki and monkey lizard? Mm. You're going to have to update your That is not what I was going to say. Anyway. So I guess I'm wrong. (laughs) He is a monkey lizard. Um... All right, should we get on to episode two? Does anybody or, have any other not? recapping? We sh- I think we should do episode two because yeah. there wasn't that much more to, to really I just go meant, through. do you want to sit here in silence and then get into it? or <laughs> Anybody else? Anything about episode one? Did, were you dying to see Are another episode? Oh, yeah. No. I, was, I was pretty set to never see another episode. What? Like if that wow. was the pilot? 
period, if, you're you're out. If yeah, if that if especially if they like released it and then I had to like wait a couple months if they were like, here's a teaser episode, I definitely would have been like, I don't ever want to see this again. It felt like it was nine hours long. If that was the culmination of the show <laughs> and it was like a whole hour, I think I would have been disappointed because not a lot really happened, you know, it was kind of slow. If you had to wait an hour for that and it was still the same amount of like plot points, I would have maybe been disappointed, but it was only 38 minutes. And I think that's plus the credits. So I think it ended at like 35, you know what I mean? So it's really short, shorter than any other like live action drama ever, you know? I I like that it's short though, because I don't want to sit and watch that for an hour plus. Yeah, and I I think that's what makes it work, but you still weren't even sold, even with it being only half hour. No, it it felt very long to me. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you love Baby Yoda, so... I like Baby Yoda more after episode two. Sure. So let's get... Your... Well, I have another question. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's. Do you have anything else to say about the... I was sold. Yeah. I was, like, ready for episode two. Yep. I, um, uh, going back to IG-11, I think he's going to come back. He's I think a robot. There's like, oh, yeah. fix robots? No, there's, I think there's, there's either fixing or there's different of iterations of... C-3PO gets blown to pieces in Empire. So they bring he... him back. Yeah, isn't he just like limbs and a head yeah. at one point? And Chewbacca in like, a like puts them together backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing for you? Yeah, he- IG 11? Yeah. Um, couldn't really tell it was Taika. You couldn't. I didn't even really think about it in the yeah. moment. I was just like, this robot's kind of annoying. Uh, I mean, if he does <laughs> come back, I think he's going to be the bad guy potentially. Dude, he wants the bounty oh, and he's, he's pissed gonna, now. He's, he's going to hunt them down. Yeah, all right. Mm. Uh, That brings me to another point that I I think doesn't happen until the second episode. So let's get into episode. All right, episode or chapter two. Chapter two. No episode titles. The child. The child, who is called. Uh, How's it it start? He's walking, walking he's just walking back and he's he's, got no way to get back. He's like attacked this bassinet to his wrist dongle. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't really, I mean, they showed him like directing it, but there was a lot of points. I'm like, it's just following him and it's getting out of the way at the right moment. Is is Yoda controlling it? Like there was a lot of setup to make us believe that at any point that baby was going to use the force. It was like, there was like a lot of bait in the episode that was like, is he going to do it? They're camping out and he's fixing his blaster shot or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, he keeps going to touch him, and I'm like, is he just like, does he want to eat him, or does he want to fix him? Also, it might be a she. Mm, true. Mm. Let's use the correct... Baby Yaddle. Pronoun. They. They. Sure. Uh, I mean, so they they were all camping, right? Or they were, like, by the campfire, and they, Baby Yoda, <laughs> kept getting out of the little bassinet and, you know, putting their hand up in the air, and I definitely was like, oh, he's trying to... Mandalorian's getting pissed and is like, get back in your basket. And he's like, no, I'm trying to use the force to fix your wound that you are incapable of fixing. And he's like, no, you're annoying. Get back in the basket. Uh I'm closing the lid. But I think that was the first moment where you're supposed to be like, oh, he's trying to use the force. Yeah. But does the force have healing? I don't know. I didn't see it as that. I like that. But I thought he was just trying to be like, pick me up, daddy. Well, I think that's what the Mandalorian was probably thinking, <laughs> right, but right, right. I was definitely thinking like, oh, he's using no, the Force. Why else is he like... I, just like Joey said, they're setting it up. Like, yeah. is he Force-sensitive? No, I think you're right about that. That was a good call. He's also not trying to get away. Yeah, he he's really like happy. He like a captured bounty target. I don't want to know like why a, those pirates doop, had him. Doop, doop. Yeah. This is what I'm doing now. No, he's very innocent. Yeah. Trusting. They also, I think, focus in a lot on Baby Yoda when 
the Mandalorian is in a fight or violence is going on. They it's cut like, to is him this every gonna, scene. Is this going to, but I think it's on purpose to be like, is this violence going to shape the destiny of this baby Yoda? I mean, I don't know. He's 50 years old, but he's a very impressionable age. And he's seeing like... <laughs> Someone did the math. He's 18 if Yoda was 900. But Yoda's math is weird because in Attack of the Clones, he says he's 800. And then in Empire, he's 950. You got to take into account... Uh, Unless you know, they experience facial distortion. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anywho... They make it back to his... One hour here is seven hours on Kashyyyk. Seven years on Kashyyyk. Is that true? I don't know. It's a little interstellar on for you. He's fixing his wound. Baby Yoda's like, let me see. He's like, no. They make it back to his ship and Jawas have taken apart his ship. What do you think of the Jawas? Like awesome or, or fan service? I liked it. I don't... It didn't feel like fan service at the time to me, but I think that there are one to two people in the room that will disagree with me. (laughs) I like Jawas, so I thought it was kind of cool. Because are we supposed to think that we're like on Tatooine? I don't know. There just must be Jawas everywhere. But it's a desert planet, and then that guy's there, and he's a moisture farmer, so... Yeah, well, I think moisture farmers Jack are prevalent. had moisture farms, too, I think. But I think Jawas might just be an alien race that goes out to... There's various planets and scavenge. Okay. Little silly though, like they have the same crawler and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean that's their what did they, the they actually named it in in the episode? Uh, yeah, he what did he call it? He yeah. called it something. Yeah. Uh anyway, I thought it was neat but like yeah, how many where our jaw was just everywhere. Are they like prevalent in the galaxy? It was uh, kind of cool backstory for them a little bit where you're like, "Oh, okay." So they 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 see something and they just take it. Yep. So they, they took apart the Mandalorian ship, and he's like, ah, oh, god damn it, I gotta get my parts back. Like, they gutted the ship. Yeah. I so actually, he goes after the whole thing himself. Like, that's his decision. I'm gonna take on the entire Jawa race myself. Yeah, so that was something I was like, you you were, you just shot the droid that was gonna kill this baby, and now you're just kind of leaving it to climb on this thing. No, it's okay, the baby's gonna follow behind, just ten he feet behind. He was behind. Yeah, but there's, tri- like, at one point, the Mandalorian's afraid he's gonna get sucked into the, himself, the Mandalorian himself is gonna get sucked into the treads. It's like, yeah, but there's baby Yoda right there that also might get sucked. Like, to what extent does this thing stop following you? Yeah. And so anyway. His first inclination wasn't like, I'll go get another spaceship or steal a spaceship. He's like, but I need his that ship one. is fucking cool. I meant to bring that up in, in <laughs> when we were talking about episode one. I really like his ship. So his ship is like a Clone Wars era ship or something? Because the guy was like, This is old. We're gonna take this. Yeah. It's like an older model. It's an older ship. Hmm. And it's cool. It's all right. There's a cool part in Jedi at the beginning of the Jedi Order where there's a separatist ship. Mm-hmm. They like Jedi Order starts in a, a scrapyard. Anyway, um, so Jawas have all his parts. They get away. Yeah, He's trying to get on the Jawa thing. Nick Nolte is going to help him out. He's like, "You have to trade with the Jawas." Yeah, he's like, "Those are my parts, though." Well, I love that scene when he actually confronts the Jawas and and uh, Nick Nolte's character is like, "He'll trade you," and he's like, "I'm not trading. They're my parts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. And they oh, also wait, 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 wait. We yeah, got to talk about his disintegrating gun. <laughs> I disintegrated and he's like, a few of them. Really so. don't like you. And he's like, well, maybe that's because I disintegrated a few of those. Yeah. And I think that's great because in Empire, Darth Vader says to no disintegration to, to Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. No disintegrations. And then Boba Fett's like, as you wish. 
So obviously, but I'm not sure Mandalorian's Boba a Mandalorian. Have, I don't. Well, he's a clone. He is a clone. But anyway, but not maybe not that's part of their their thing. No disintegrations. So they could, they have guns that disintegrate people. Why wouldn't everybody have that gun? That's a great gun. That was freaking sweet. I think Mandalorians keep their stuff to themselves for themselves sure. and to themselves. Got it. Um, like, oh, you're a Jedi. Pff, now you're nothing. Yeah. How do they not win every fight? Also, why wouldn't you use that on all the other creatures that attacked him? Maybe it maybe it only works on a certain size. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You, you're right. That make that would make sense. <laughs> it's too big to disintegrate. <laughs> would be fun if they had a line like that, right? It's too big to disintegrate. Oh, a small starfighter like that couldn't make it into deep space this far. That's no, a short range fighter. It's space. <laughs> it will float forever. I don't get it. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so yeah. me, me and the Jawas trading. Right. They want an egg. Yeah. He's like, give he's me the like, steel. He's like, egg? I'm not giving you my steel. He said, put they down your the, rifle. I don't put down my rifle. He doesn't doesn't want to play ball. They want the baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. They want the baby Yoda. He's and like, he's no like, way. No. Yoda's like, oh, you want to play? Yeah. Yoda's, Yoda's okay with it. <laughs> uh, they might have just eaten him. Like, I don't know. Anyway, they want this egg or her. <laughs> they want breakfast. Yeah. It's really weird that they trade all those parts back for, for an egg. egg. Well, egg clearly they goo. eat sand otherwise. Because I was thinking about this. Like, who are they selling these scraps to? Why don't you sell the whole spaceship, you dumb Jawas? Yeah. I have a spaceship engine for you. It used to belong to a functional space station. <laughs> like, come on. So he fights the whatever rhinoceros. Space, space rhinoceros. Rhino. Yeah, <laughs> man, his shit gets fucked up. Like, you see him go into the cave. It's like, this is incredible. He's and fearless, he's though. flying out of the cave and all, like, this, whatever the plate is on his chest is broken. Up. and There's, like, electronics in that. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? He was uh, fixing that before, too, right? There was a scene well, there was a, by the fire where he was, like, fixing it, right? The thing on his arm is busted. That's an electronic. Like, the thing that his flamethrower or his grappling hook, whatever you call that thing, shoots out of. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so wait. I like that. I like the technology built into the armor. I really like that as well. Uh... When he was negotiating with the Jawas, was that the part where he was like, how about I flamethrower you in the face? I yeah, forget yeah, what yeah. he says there, but there was a great exchange there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets fucked up by this rhinoceros. And again, there's this battle going on, and every time something seemingly violent happens, it just Yoda's zooms in that. on baby Yoda. It's like, oh man, I don't want this baby well, Yoda to be corrupted by all the violence in the world. Well, he was clearly <laughs> concerned. Like, he must feel for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, he's got, they, like, they force powers. He knows he's a good guy, and he's like, this guy's gonna take care of me. He's not gonna turn me in for a bounty or whatever. He's safe with the Mandalorian from his eyes, I guess. So, I will say, like I said, I'm pretty certain that I've either heard or read somewhere that Yoda's race are extraordinarily Force-sensitive right. beings. That being said, I thought that there would be concern because they kept baiting us in the episode. My the first thought in my brain was that there would be concern that that was fan service. If they made that Yoda have force powers, it would be extreme fan service. Right. So I didn't think they were going to do it. But then the Mandalorian is fighting the giant mud rhinoceros <laughs> that lays fuzzy eggs. <laughs> Robin didn't like that either. I was like, why the fuck is the egg fuzzy? That does it's an egg. It doesn't make sense. Don't Lay eggs. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's also weird. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Why it's, rep- it's a reptile, I guess. Space reptile. Uh, With a horn. So it seems like the Mandalorian's just about to give his life to stopping this monster. Mandalorian's standing there with his little knife out. 
just like waiting and the rhinoceros is charging him and baby Yoda lifts up his hands and the rhinoceros stops and floats and the Mandalorian's like, what the fuck? He doesn't say that, but he's like, this is a good opportunity for me to kill this thing. Well, he, he looks behind it and sees that baby Yoda's doing it and takes the opportunity to walk to the side of the thing and then baby Yoda faints because that's a lot of work and then he stabs it. I think he just fell died. asleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's, well, that's what I a thought, lot but he's like, man, I am tired out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he gets, he's, do, you know, yeah. it's like a puppy, just like... He's exactly. tired from the Force use. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of... Killed Luke at the end of Jedi or whatever. He yeah. was like, I Force projected myself. It was too much. And I think, like, if you watch a lot of this stuff, Force abilities definitely, like, wax and wane. Like, some people can... Some Force users can do a lot more than others. They can Size lift, matters not. They can lift big, heavy things, exactly. But they already know that. Like, he already is so much more in touch with the Force to be able to do that right. than, like, anyone struggling to, say, move a boulder. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, just an incredible scene and sort of all the thoughts of it being uh, fan service went out of my mind because I thought it was, like, a very well-done well scene. It was very, like emotional like he the baby yoda believes that the mandalorian has been protecting him all this time and, and they have sort of made this bond and he, he saves him right and i thought that that was yeah, i think really the mandalorian's great. gonna owe him for that dude i don't think he's trading him in no you're selling me on that i didn't really think think that through but he gets that armor at some point so that's yeah. another another point baby yoda uses the force passes out uh and then they give the egg to the jawas the, and the jawas have breakfast immediately so cut gross. it open and start dipping their hands in i mean i don't know i wish they cut to a scene where they just made a giant omelet <laughs> it was There's just like, one just one jawa that this like i mean it just like showed how cooked. like pieces of crap the jawas are that they're just like they're just spooning it with their hands so like we'll either take your fancy armor or this egg full of jelly well it's clearly difficult to get that egg it must be <laughs> amazing and the rhino only lays one of them it was right, like Willy yeah. Wonka. It reminded me of that when they like cut the egg open. There's the like scene in Willy in Wonka when there's a giant fuzzy egg. Yeah, I know what you took. No, about. there's eggs in the egg <laughs> yes. full of goop. It reminded me a lot of like Winnie the Pooh eating honey. Yeah. I was like, is that a honey Yeah, you're right. It, it egg? was exactly like that with like uh, yeah. the strands of, yeah. Ugh. That was gross. <laughs> I don't like the Jawas personally, but I, I appreciate that. Because of, of what they've done to you. I was really hoping though the next cut would be the Jawas building the damn spaceship. Yeah. But then it was yeah. interesting that they're like, this is going to be a lot of work. Not if you help, you fucking asshole. And then it was done in five That's, minutes. I paraphrased. No, there was a montage. They montaged it. I know. <laughs> I didn't like that they montaged it though with like little clips of sleepy baby Yoda. Oh, like, still oh sleepy. Sleepy. Would've been nice if they were like, we'll never be able to lift this. Like, come on, help us. You lifted the rhino. Yeah. <laughs> come on, do the thing. I like it when they're going back and Nick Nolte's character is like, can you explain it again? Because yes. I don't get it. And the Mandalorian's like, neither do I. Yeah, that was I cool. I really like that. They, did, they weren't like, oh, he's a Jedi or it's the Force. Like, they must know if, if it, Nick Nolte's Kuil, big people, Kuil? the Ugnaught, uh, he, he's like, I read about the Mandalorian. I know the story. He's got to know about the Jedi. It's only yeah. five years Why after the Why wouldn't you know about the Jedi, you know? Yeah, at least in... A legendary sense, like right. By the time Luke is becoming a Jedi, he knows about them, and you know, right. Everybody knows. Um, they rebuild the ship. Dialogue was good. Yeah, and the Mandalorian's trying to convince Nick Nolte's character to go with him. I was really he, hoping he would come along. I think he might. I think there might be. I think there there might be a going back there, and like there's more, more information on that planet. And you're back. The spaceship takes off. I really expected it to lift up like twenty feet and then crash, crash. back down to the earth. <laughs> 
but yeah. it did not. I was waiting for like a cliffhanger kind of ending and I was like, what's it going to be? You know, like there's not really much. I thought it was going to end on Yoda having the force because I was like, that's classic, like lazy TV writing. Like, yeah. Write one good scene, end it right after that. Right. And they didn't. They kept going. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And he gets into space and he shakes the cradle and Baby Yoda doesn't wake up and and then he does. And then it, yeah, that was and then an, it ended. That was an odd ending for me. But I don't think so. Let's get into it. Fan theories. <laughs> I don't think he's taking him back. I don't think he's Where taking Baby, he Baby Yoda. Somebody else that knows stuff. Yeah, the Mandalorian could pretty much go anywhere from here, but I think maybe he'll try to get it somewhere safe. I think they have a connection. I think they do have a connection. And even if it's, it's all depends on what they know. Do they know that the empire betrayed the Jedi or do they know the empire was hunting for sensitives? So he hides the baby somewhere and then he's like, I have it. What's what else is going on here? Or like, I want double. Yeah. Something, you know, he's something like that. Or he's like, I have it. You want him? You're never going to get him. Or, I don't know, maybe the baby will stay with them. That would be a fun thing, I think, if they're like, if they keep it with them and he just amasses a crew and they're going, like, they still pick up bounty hunting jobs, but they have to protect. I think he's done. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Damn, uh, we skipped it. They they get attacked in the canyon by by other. Bosks. Yeah, race or whatever, and I thought it was Bosk, the baby. but then it it wasn't. But they but they also had the tracker, right? So like, there's multiple bounties on this baby, whether from how do these bounties work? It's so that's so dumb. But do we think it's from Werner Herzog, or do we think multiple, multiple people, people are want trying it, to get this? Because we haven't met uh, John Carlo Esposito's character, who's who's guy Carlo from Revolution, Esposito? Breaking Bad. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. He's there at some point, yeah. but he's not in it yet. You know, Bill Burr's character. I think Bill other, Burr's going to be a bounty hunter after But there's other the, bad guys that they've shown in trailers that haven't shown up yet. Yeah. So somebody else is going to be on his tail. There's obviously other bounty hunters, like IG-11, uh, after this bounty. But are they all coming from the same place? Like, Werner Herzog has set it up so that no matter who wins, he'll get, yeah, like, yeah. He'll get the baby, or if there's just different people. Also, well, why... Okay, here's the main question. Why does the... What's left of the Empire... Why does that scientist want this baby Yoda? To build a Death Star, <laughs> obviously. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Anybody else have any theories? <laughs> to study the Force? Yeah, I think it's either to study the Force because they're a Force-sensitive race or to study the way they age. It could be like the only one, you know? Maybe there's only like th- a couple at a time. Yeah. And like, this is very important. Because the scientist was like, no, 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 don't don't kill it. Yeah. Don't I, kill it. I want to know where it came from. Like, oh, that's another thing. I thought Yoda was the last of his kind. I thought it was said somewhere, whether it was dialogue or I read it somewhere, that Yoda was the last. Well, if it's 50 years, he's been around. Yeah. Another thing is like, well, when Yoda's species die, do the life force go into another being? But the time, I don't think the timeline. Unless the timeline time definitely doesn't add up. Unless time works differently for them. Uh... Yeah, do we like maybe it's emperor related? No. No, you don't think so? I was kind of hoping it would be like Ray in the basket or something, honestly, cuz then I was like that would tie in. I think they can and still then tie you could in. emperor relate it. I'm very like this is the emperor's baby. I'm very <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But then uh, you wouldn't get a cute little plushy toy out of it. I would buy a Funko of Baby Yoda tomorrow. Baby, right baby now. Ray? Uh-huh. No. No. Baby Yoda. She got a cute little baby staff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I really would love this to tie in, actually. Like, if the season of Mandalorian ends right before The Rise of Skywalker and it ties in somehow, I would love that. I don't think, not to Skywalker, but to force awakens or whatever because well i don't mean i don't mean time wise tie in but Mm. like someone or something about it shows up in the movie i would love that that's my theory of why they need the baby yoda maybe it's something emperor related but it's to study the aging maybe the force use what do you guys think also any theories also how how do we feel at the end of episode two all around the room. I mean, I feel like the reason why they want him is more sinister than we want to learn about this thing. They want like an extremely powerful being before it grows up. They're all about destruction. Yeah, yeah. they're going to like take it and train it and have mm. this. Clone it. Yeah, clone it. Maybe Ray is the clone of baby Yoda. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't have any theories, man. Because like they could, they could go so many different ways. He either turns the bounty in or he keeps the bounty for himself or... You know, like he could turn the bounty in and just g- the plot totally changes. Oh, I would not enjoy that. I and want to, I want them to not. take this yeah. opportunity to expand that canon or not even expand it, uh, introduce that canon because it's never right. been, it's never it, been That's done why before. you can't predict it because you're like, where, where are they pulling from? I don't know. So right. where are they going? I don't know. I have no idea. I just want to see the next one. Yep. I also hope it, they like get longer. This one was even shorter than the first one. Quit that. Yeah, I think maybe they I think they might all be half an hour episodes going forward. Like I mean, the I guess pilots, it's the probably pilots easier to produce. Longer. Thoughts? Uh, I like that they're only about half an hour because I don't have the patience to sit through. Like, unless you're going to make it into a movie, don't make it over half an hour long because I don't want to have to commit an hour of time to watching something. Like, we watch shows on Netflix and we're like, nice, it was only like 25 minutes. And you can watch if they were to release multiple at a time. Or if you're like, I want to watch the last one, catch up and watch the new one, you can do that. And it's going to take less than an hour. So I'm a big fan of that. No, it's nice that you could just watch it, but I don't want it to be over. Yeah, me neither. Like, oh, there's going to be eight and they're half an hour each. So that's four hours. It's just like two movies, you know, it's like not a lot. Even if if it's great, then that's great. I guess that's what we should be thankful for. Rather than it being an hour long trash. Yeah. Very thankful that it's great. I think it's great. TBD. I think it's great also. Joey just pointed at me with the lightsaber. Do you have anything else to say? I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I like Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's cute. He would walk around in a little Jedi looking robe. <laughs> he ate a frog. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Spit that Spit out. Spit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny that he's supposed to be 50 years old and he can use the force really well already, but he's also so like a, a toddler where he's like, yeah. I'm, speak. I eat you? Yeah. Snack? Yeah. And they're really... yelling at him to stop eating everything that he sees on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting point that that this species might learn their connection with the force and how to use it before they learn anything else. Maybe that's why they talk so weird. Like that could be a, like, that could be a developmental thing yeah. where they... They get in touch with the force and sort of everything else makes sense. Is secondary. Yeah, because he doesn't talk yet at all. No, either. he's he fifty just years ca- old and he doesn't talk. He yeah, makes like know. baby noises. Yeah, right. and people have trouble understanding. Like Luke meets him and he's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. Take me to Yoda." And he's like, "Oh, great warrior." Yeah. Which I thought... Just tell me what I need to know, you jerk. I think I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but when we first meet Yoda on Dagobah, and he talks like that, and we learn a little bit more about him, I'm like, all right, so he's been on this planet for 30 years alone, and he talks like this because he's gone crazy. And then in Phantom Menace, no, he just talks like that. Yeah, no, if you're talking about expanding canon, that's interesting. Yeah. it takes some, he learns the force before he learns to talk. Yeah. He values like this connection with the universe more than communicating with a language. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Wars not make one great. (laughs) 
I really like The Mandalorian. Keep checking in here at Krypton Dalaran for Mandalorian updates. We'll have two more episodes next time we record. So Yeah. I think- Will he return baby? Will he turn baby Yoda in? Will he not turn baby Yoda in? Those are the two options. That's it. <laughs> He gets the steal one way or another. Yep. Gina Carano's got to show up. He's got to build a crew. I think IG-11 might join his crew. Yeah, I'm surprised that like, he didn't get Nick Nolte's character all on board because you would think like, now if he's going to save this Yoda yeah, and that, that Nick Nolte character has like a good heart, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think his character's over, but we'll see. Who knows? We'll see on Friday. Anyway, is that it? It's is that it on The Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay. What's Woo. the next part of this show? I don't know. What do we do? Secret question time? Secret question time. Surprise question time. Surprise question time. (laughs) I had a good one, but I'm going to scrap that. And I'm going to go with the question. A bad one. I'm going to go with the question that I asked at the beginning of the episode and then told everybody not to answer. What color do you think your lightsaber would be? <laughs> Picture this. this. Going? Picture this. You're a little Jedi youngling and you get far enough in your training to where they take you to a Jedi temple to find your kyber crystal and you're put through a trial and then you pick it out of the wall and you build a lightsaber. What color is your lightsaber Wait, you blade? pick the color though? I thought it like the color. No, the, the crystal is the, the crystal defines the color, but you, you choose it kyber knows crystal. The, the kyber crystal calls you. So what color do you think would call to you? So do they do different colors mean different things or just it's a color? That's probably that's a really good question. They probably do, but okay. I do not know. Okay. But like to get a red lightsaber, you have to like bleed the you gotta lightsaber. Break, you gotta break the crystal. So it's really interesting in the did you read that Darth Vader comic? Not yet. Uh-huh. It'll be my thing <laughs> next week. Uh I think it might be in that where the Emperor sends Vader to make his lightsaber and you have to steal the lightsaber and then break the crystal. You have to like overpower the crystal and it's very interesting process. Okay. But there's no red kyber crystal. There's Mm. no kyber crystal that will give you a red lightsaber. Mm. Mine's blue. Do I have to have a reason? (laughs) No. I just like blue. This isn't like what Gryffindor or what uh, Hogwarts house would yeah, you be? I you don't have to have a reason. I was wondering if this is like a, a wand chooses the wizard <laughs> situation. <laughs> but it does. The kyber crystal chooses the Jedi and then mm-hmm. makes you, it tests you to get it. Mine would be green. Yeah. I think I'm going to say green because like Luke has the blue one in the in A New Hope and it's like Anakin's or whatever. But then he gets the green one because like he loses Anakin's one or whatever happens gets to that. Gets his hand chopped off. Yeah. That goes flying and somehow and Maskanata gets it. Yeah. But uh, then he gets the green one and that one like looks really badass. Like yeah. it seemed like an upgrade to go from like blue to green. That mm. like that's like you get your permit lightsaber <laughs> and then you get your full, you can lightsaber after nine edition. <laughs> and uh, wow. that's, that's the green one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then Mace Windu's purple one that's like you can drive like semis and stuff you know <laughs> you get your CDL for lightsabers <laughs> why have you done this why did you do this <laughs> it just seems like the color should denote more than like this one called to me like it's well, not a pair no, of shoes alright see because you haven't watched this episode no, it's I, very I good yeah, I don't know it's enough very yet. meaningful I don't know I'm sure it's very meaningful but you asked us this arbitrary question <laughs> And I think green, it's specifically in return, his lightsaber just looks like more powerful, probably because of the production and whatnot. But it just seems like that Also, was he's wearing up, that black robe upgrade. and stuff. Dude, when he fights Vader in Empire, like, he sucks with a lightsaber. Because he's a little one. bitty baby. That's his blue Supposedly, one. he's gone back to Dagobah in between then, right? And Wouldn't more? Darth Vader be like, yo, that's my freaking lightsaber. Give it. 
back. No, because Anakin Skywalker is dead. He would totally recognize his own lightsaber. Yeah, but he doesn't want it. It's like, belonged to a Jedi, and the Jedi are dead. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joey? What color is your lightsaber? I think blue. I mean, I would love to go with yellow or something like that, which they exist, but it's not like mainstream, right? So it's probably blue. What lights? What color is going to be tattooed on me when I get my Jedi symbol of the Jedi Order tattoo? Yeah, I haven't decided. It's going to be a like watercolor splash on the mm-hmm. on the lightsaber, but it I might like be that yellow. You just asked yourself that question. <laughs> <laughs> yellow lightsaber yellow. seems more like what it would be. Yeah, if you were driving a school bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until they came out with the LED tricycles. <laughs> the little tricycle, uh, the, the yellow ones, which you get for driving a tricycle. Yeah, until you can uh, drive an 18 wheeler, then you get the purple one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm editing such a good, this part out. <laughs> such a good driver, I got thrown out a window. <laughs> anyway, is that the end of the show? That's the end. Goodbye. I was trying to think of another lightsaber driving joke. Uh huh. Oh, he was something I meant to bring up during. <laughs> During the uh, the Mandalorian talk, there's a dark saber. Has anyone seen? Are you familiar with the dark saber at all? Black lightsaber. It's like a black lightsaber, but it's in the shape of like a sword, like a blade. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And so it's Light a Mandalorian saber, and it like whoever has it is the leader of the Mandalorians, essentially. Right, right. And for a while, Darth Maul had it, and it's been like passed down from Mandalorian to Mandalorian. I would really be interested in that coming up, either in a flashback or in the show. I think we're going to get more Mandalorian history. Why name it the Mandalorian if you're not going to explore his history? It's in Rogue One, so it still exists. The Darksaber? Yeah, it's like... When they're looking through the files? Yeah. Hmm. So it's there. Uh, so it hasn't been like destroyed before then. But anyway, I'd be really interested in that coming back up. It's also in Rebels. So yeah, so it's in Rebels, so it, it exists. It counts. Um, anyway, that's the end of the show. Woo! You want to bring us home? Do your Woo! thing? Is that what we do now? I, I guess. Yeah, we, <laughs> we trade it off. Yeah. No, you do it. I was asking if woo was the thing that we do now. That's oh. the end of the show. Woo! Yeah, you got to keep the energy up. Ah! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, if you listen this far, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying the show, let us know on Twitter at Krypton Alderon, or send us an email at Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. And leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes or Twitcher or Stitcher or whatever <laughs> <Twitcher>. it is. <laughs> whatever yes, it is. please, please get in touch with us one way or another if you are enjoying it or if you're not enjoying it. Either way, leave us a review. It uh, would really help us. I've been Joey. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And we've been Krypton to Alderaan. <laughs> what did you say? Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> spelled Alderaan. Oh, A-A-N. A-L-D-E-R. A-A-N. <laughs>